0: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR, no one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Some people just don't quit. It's okay to quit. Occasionally, it's best to. But let Dr. Jane Goodall be an example to us all. Sometimes you have a far-fetched dream, and instead of dismissing it, you do it anyway. And when you've achieved what you set out to do, just when you're at the top of your game, your dream might change based on what you've learned along the way. Your new dream is bigger and more difficult to realize, but you do it anyway. Repeat into old age, never slowing down, and you might even get nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. The key to Dr. Goodall's persistence seems to have a lot to do with knowing what she liked from a very young age, and then just insisting on doing it. Her father gave her a stuffed chimpanzee when she was a baby, and she took it with her everywhere, even though it was, by all accounts, terrifying. She grew up loving to observe and catalog animals and dreamed of one day living with African animals and writing books about them for a living. Her mother, who was a novelist herself, told Goodall that that seemed like a perfectly reasonable idea, even though it was the 1940s and not at all what middle-class English girls were expected to do. After she finished school, Goodall couldn't afford to go to college, so she worked odd jobs in London for a few years until a friend invited her to visit her family's farm in Kenya, at which point Goodall immediately quit her job and waited tables until she made enough money to pay for the price of boat fare to Africa. While in Kenya, her friend suggested she contact the paleontologist Louis Leakey, curator of the Corindon Museum in Nairobi, to discuss primates. Leakey was interested in studying primate behavior in order to better understand early human species. Leakey hired Goodall as his field assistant on a paleontological dig and later asked her to return to England to research primates and raise money for a long-term observational study on wild chimpanzees at the Gombe Stream National Park in Tanzania. In July of 1960, 26-year-old Jane Goodall began setting up her field station at Gombe, which would become the site of the longest-running wildlife research project in history. British authorities initially balked at the idea of a young woman doing this kind of work unchaperoned, so Goodall's mother, Van, accompanied her for the first few months. Goodall observed the chimpanzees daily for two years before she earned their trust. Her method was just to watch the animals and imitate their actions, recording everything that happened in a field journal. Two of Goodall's most important discoveries during this period had to do with what chimps ate and how they went about getting food. Goodall was the first to observe chimpanzees killing and eating the meat of small mammals. Prior to this, they were thought to be vegetarian. And perhaps her biggest contribution to our understanding of primates was the revelation that chimps used, collected, and modified grass stems and sticks as tools to fish termites out of their nests. Goodall's discoveries were so significant, Leakey said, now we must redefine tool, redefine man. And he arranged for her to write a dissertation at Cambridge University on the behaviors of wild chimpanzees. It was accepted, and she became one of only eight people ever to graduate from Cambridge with her PhD without first earning her undergraduate degree. In 1964, Goodall married Hugh van Lawick, a Dutch wildlife photographer who Leakey sent to record her activity in the field. They had a son in 1967, who spent his early life with his parents at Gombe. After Goodall and Lawick divorced in 1974, Goodall married Derek Bryson in 1975, who was the director of Tanzania's national parks. During this time, Goodall published books about her experiences and research at Gombe, including In the Shadow of Man, which was criticized by scientists because of Goodall's habit of naming the subjects of her research. She called her most famous study subject David Greybeard. But the book was wildly popular and has since been translated into 48 languages. As she lived and worked in Gombe, she began to notice changes to the chimpanzee's habitat. Deforestation and mining practices forced the animals out of their homes and into smaller and smaller areas. More than one million wild chimpanzees lived in Africa hundred years ago, but today only a fifth of that population exists. Goodall saw the writing on the wall, which is why, in the 1980s, Goodall changed her focus from observing chimps to working to protect their habitat. She founded the Jane Goodall Institute in 1977, which works to keep human communities and wild chimpanzee populations in Africa healthy and coexisting peacefully. Roots and Shoots is a program to empower young people worldwide to make a difference in their local communities. Now, at the age of 85, Goodall spends about 300 days a year traveling and speaking about Africa, chimpanzees, the environment, and her other passions. Although Goodall sees the hideous parts of what humans are doing to our planet, she continues to be hopeful about our future. She wrote in a New York Times op-ed in 2017, quote, The lust for greed and power has destroyed the beauty we inherited, but altruism, compassion, and love have not been destroyed. All that is beautiful in humanity has not been destroyed. The beauty of our planet is not dead, but lying dormant, like the seeds of a dead tree. We shall have another chance. In 2019, Goodall was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. She was also included on the 2019 Time 100 list of the 100 most influential people in the world. We spoke via email with the author of the petition to nominate Goodall for the prize, one Myron Shekel, a research associate at Western Washington University's Department of Anthropology. They said, "'I believe there's no better choice "'to receive the next Nobel Peace Prize. "'Civilization is today facing "'perhaps its greatest challenge ever, "'the twin apocalyptic threats "'of global climate change and biodiversity loss. "'Both are caused by humans, "'and both are linked in that "'both stem from human misuse of the environment.'" No one has ever done more or better work than Jane Goodall to bring peace between humans and their environment, and thereby create the conditions under which humans can be at peace with each other. Jane Goodall is the global face for global peace. Today's episode was written by Jessalyn Shields and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics that aren't monkeying around, Get it because chimps are apes, not monkeys. Visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.